Hello and welcome to the Hacked Off Podcast. In today's episode, I've dragged a co-worker with me. I've got Joe with me today and we're going to talk about mobile application testing. Um, so Joe, before we get started, why don't you give us a quick introduction? What do you do here? What's your name? That kind of thing. Hi, um, my name's Joe. I'm a senior security consultant at Sakana and I do anything app testing related and things like that. Cool. So it's all security testing, trying to break things, trying to find security vulnerabilities, but you do uh, applications as, as well as all of the other services that we offer. Is that right? Pretty much. Yep. Cool. I guess the, the sensible place to start then is what is mobile application pen testing? And what I'm getting to here is how is this different to other kinds of pen testing that we've probably talked on this podcast about before? So a big thing that often comes up is web application pen testing. How are mobile apps different? So mobile apps are the same and they're different. Um, so mobile apps is like the web app, but you're using the mobile app to talk to the server versus the app, uh, the web app to talk to the server. Um, and you have different stages. So you would have a dynamic testing where you're, it's, it feels and behaves like a, an application test. And then you also have static testing. That's where you pull the app off the device and then go and uh, see if you can reverse engineer the codes and, and things like that. Okay, so the, the big first difference there being, I mean, other than the obvious of it's a mobile app, it's running on a mobile device, is of course we have access to the, the client application, right? So with a web application, it's all running server-side and we can't necessarily get to that. But with a mobile application, with it being installed on our device, we can do some kind of, uh, was it code-assisted tested or, or code analysis? Um, how does that side of things work? Um, so typically you would download the app from whatever app store. Um, you, you would then put it from the device. So with Android, you'd use like ADB and pull that to your local computer. And, and then you would analyze the code, uh, whether reverse engineering the, the binary or the zip file and seeing if there's anything hard coded in there using things like strings and ADB pull and things like that. Okay. So looking at hard coded things, I mean, is that going to be like passwords and stuff that are hard coded in the application? Yeah. Um, passwords to like API services, um, hard coded, uh, URLs. So they could be then used for the dynamic testing. Yeah, I, I've seen hard-coded SQL strings and, and, and lots of weird things, <laughs> weird and wonderful things. You mentioned reverse engineering there as well. I mean, um, how does that work? Is that trying to bypass protections on the device or maybe something like trying to bypass uh, root detection or something? Yeah, so the uh, when you're reverse engineering the, the app, uh, you're... The app is a compiled application effectively, and you're reverse engineering that to see things that might stop you from doing dynamic testing. Like, are you able to proxy the data through a, a web application proxy? Are you, is it going to detect if the device is rooted? Is it going to detect if the device is emulated? So you're looking for like you hope low hanging fruits or, or anything that has been coded into the application to prevent somebody doing something bad to it. But then you might also then reverse engineer a function that has hard-coded SQL strings or, or queries that you could then see if you could inject into on the dynamic side of things as well. Okay, so it's more than what I was thinking then. It's a little bit of information gathering, a little bit of learning what the app's talking to, how it's working, yeah. and then also bypassing. So you talk about um, you know finding things like SQL queries, finding things like API endpoints. 
Um, is that the part that you mentioned earlier as being quite a lot like web application testing? So this mobile app is talking to something else and you want to mess around with those communications? Yeah, um, so the dynamic side is is a lot like web application testing. Um, web application testing, you typically proxy your browser and, and access the web application through a web proxy. You do the same sort of thing, but instead of your web browser that you're proxying, you're, you're proxying the device, the phone, and then you're seeing the API queries go through the proxy. So then you're manipulating that like you would an API test or web application test. Okay. So from your point of view, then just based on experience, I think very often people think of mobile devices, mobile apps as being quite different to web applications. But it sounds like from a security point of view, from from the tester's viewpoint, that they're pretty much the same, right, in terms of the possible exposure to security risk? Yeah. And it's funny, it's actually a, a lot like a fit client test. Um, where you've got the static binary that talks to the server. And in this, in this instance, you've got the APK or the, the app, the mobile app talking to the server, mm-hmm. and you're proxying the data, the traffic either way. Okay. So when it comes to finding vulnerabilities then, how do you how do you approach them? Do you have like a list of vulnerabilities that you can refer to, or is it just based on things you found previously? <laughs> For me, it's based on things that I found previously. I have a script which I, I go through um, to have a look at the binary from a static perspective. And then from a dynamic perspective, I might hook into the the application whilst it's running and then see if I can, whilst I'm using the application and it's hooked um, with like something like Frida, um, I'll see if it's making bad queries or finding vulnerability that way. Okay, so we've talked about um, hard-coded credentials on the client side, hard-coded queries on the client side, that kind of thing. what about um, other vulnerabilities, though? So we haven't talked about like the kinds of things that you might find on the API side or, or what the system's communicating with. I mean, can you give us some common examples of vulnerabilities that mobile application developers might want to worry about? Yeah, uh, anything on the OWASP top 10? So the, the OWASP have a, a mobile top 10 equivalent as well, then, do they? Because I, the, I think OWASP is really well known for their web application top 10, but is there also a mobile version? Yeah, the, there's a mobile version that came out, I think it's 2017. Um, and it just has like the web app one, um, a load of common vulnerabilities, like unrestricted API endpoints and things like that. So it's just like a, a good starting point then for anyone who's looking at, you know, <laughs> mobile application security could be a big field. So, so where do we start kind of thing? Honestly, I would start with just playing around with the application. Um, so there's, okay. there's like down vulnerable, um, Android app, down vulnerable iOS app. And um, I would typically recommend to have actual hardware because it's it's easier um, and apps mm-hmm. typically when you start testing like apps off the app store they will know if they've been um, emulated like the damn vulnerable ones they they won't so you could use an emulator it would take up a lot of resources so that's why i'd go with actual hardware um okay. but then yeah just honestly just uh, using the application hooking into uh, the application from a network or web application perspective where it's, you're seeing that traffic and then you're hooking in with something like Frida to mm-hmm. see the function calls that the application is running at the time. So just uh, you've mentioned Frida a couple <laughs> of times there um, just for those who haven't heard of it can you give us a quick overview of like what it is and why it's useful in this context? Frida allows you to dynamically hook or, or injects or, or view the application at one time um, before you would have to 
decompile it and maybe change something and then try and recompile it by passing like certificate keys that the developer has, which you as a tester won't have. Freedom gets rid of all of that and it allows you to hook into the application at one, uh, the application on the device at one time. Um, and yeah, then you can manipulate things like you can use a Frida script to bypass root detection if the application is detecting if the device is rooted or not. Okay, so a couple of times we've talked about um, being able to bypass root detection. If if somebody's uh, building mobile applications, is preventing rooted applications something that's going to be a benefit to them, or or is it just something that you can quite easily bypass? Um, I'd probably say no. It, it's a good mechanism, but we're hackers. We're going to get around it eventually. It may not just be at that one at that current time though. Yeah, so it's it's more of a, a speed bump. You're just going to increase the difficulty from the attacker's yeah. point of view, but it's not something to be relied on. Yeah, and like other things I, I've seen is like when the application will check to see what time zone the device is in. And um, mm -hmm. that's that's great and all, but like using Frida I was able, or Frida script, I was able to set the device or set the application to think that it was in CST versus GMT. Mm -hmm. um, things like that, yeah, they're, they're great, but I will get around it or will eventually get around it. Okay, so what can mobile application developers do then? If you know, if, if they're listening into this part of the podcast and they're hearing that, well, their protections are just going to be broken. How can they make sure that their applications are secure? Get them tested. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? It's like if you're, if you're building an application and you're on the development team and you're just like, well, we know how to build these things, but we don't know how to, to make them secure, then getting somebody who concentrates on breaking them would be a, a good kind of independent check for that, I guess. So if you if you were working for a development company, you know, if you're building an application, you've got an e-commerce website or whatever, um, would having a mobile application penetration test cover all of their security risks or is there something additional to think about? I guess what I'm looking at here is um, a lot of companies have started moving their server-side infrastructure into cloud hosting environments, those kinds of things. So uh, would a mobile application assessment cover those or should they get like a, a separate assessment for, for things like cloud infrastructure and all, all of the associated things? So a mobile application test will test mobile application. Um, it won't necessarily test uh, the API backend or if the, the cloud infrastructure is necessarily secure. Um, so they would probably go for an external infrastructure test as well. And if it's hosted in the clouds, then yeah, cloud configuration test would probably be best as well. Um, when it comes to application source code, uh, is that a separate thing that organizations should worry about as well? Having, say, static code analysis of their mobile application code, or would that be uh, covered at the same time? So static code is always handy for a tester, whether that's a web application or mobile application. Um, mobile application is compiled code. So mm -hmm. if they were to hand, or if client was to hand over source code that's going to save me as a tester one extra step of, of trying mm -hmm. to reverse engineer a function which i could just refer to the source code of um but obviously an attacker won't necessarily have that source code so maybe something like a source code review um would also be okay. beneficial oh i see what you're saying so it depends on what kind of perspective they want from the testing yeah. if they want to see what you know a, a hacker without any knowledge from the business could do just downloading the app from the play store then keeping it to a mobile application pen test is going to deliver that. But if they're just looking for how do we find as many vulnerabilities as possible and get them uh, fixed in the fastest way possible, then adding in a source code review to that might make that uh, more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like anything with code assist pen tests, uh, I love them. 
um, because it's that extra step that I don't have to go reverse engineer in a function or, or reverse engineer what this part of the app is doing. I can just go and refer to the source code. Um, and then me as the tester or me as the consultant, I can give a better recommendation referencing some of that source code. Whereas when I've reverse engineered it, a function name might not necessarily be the same function name that you've got or the client's got in the source code. It'll be some obscure name, but I found a way to get into that function or, or leverage that function in some way. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, we've talked about the mobile application itself. We talked right at the beginning about hard-coded credentials, that kind of thing. We talked about uh, talking to backend services, so be that a database or an API or something like that. What about that communication itself? Is that something that application developers need to worry about? When it comes to web applications, we talk a lot about HTTPS mm -hmm. and transport layer security. I guess that applies in a similar way here. Well, yeah. Um, like I said, it, the mobile app is the way that we're talking to the server or the backend, the same as a, as a web app. It, that's how we're talking to the backend. So the same vulnerabilities arise there. So if you're doing that over HTTP, that's that's a big no-no because I an attacker or I could sniff that and get clear text credentials, for argument's sake, or clear text data. Um, so yeah, common vulnerabilities that you would typically see in a web app, you'd definitely see on the mobile app when we're talking communications. This uh, this reminds me actually because I was looking at um, some trying to find examples of have mobile applications ever been involved in breaches? Have have companies ever um, suffered security issues specifically because of their mobile apps? I found one example, which I guess is relevant to the audience here. If they want to see uh, something that's gone wrong as a real world example, they can look into. And that was the, uh, the Tinder vulnerability from a couple of years ago. So in 2018, Tinder had uh, an interesting vulnerability. I, I guess I should introduce Tinder just in case people haven't heard of it. It's an online dating application. It's typically a, a mobile application. So people can go on there and they can um, look to, to meet other singles, talk to singles, those kinds of things. But the vulnerability that Tinder had in 2018 was with uh, how data is encrypted. So they were encrypting the data of um, things like uh, messages being sent, who you are liking, those kinds of things. However, the way that they had encrypted it led to effectively a metadata disclosure. So if you liked a photo or disliked a photo, the response to the server was actually different lengths. So a threat actor who was able to monitor that connection would be able to see what your response was, even though they wouldn't be able to uh, you know, read the message directly. They could infer from that metadata difference uh, what, what, the, what the response was. So I think that's a, a good example of kind of a, a funny mobile application vulnerability with it being online dating. I think a lot of people see that you know, for some people, their uh, confidentiality level is different. Some people would um, consider even the fact that they are on online dating to be a confidentiality issue. So that's just a, a good example of that. But from your testing, Joe, um, what kind of vulnerabilities would you say are the most common that you come across? Um, hard-coded credentials, <laughs> hard-coded API endpoints, um, hard-coded secrets, like when you're using... Um, Google ad services or a, a third party service, hard coding that API key in, I've oh, okay, seen yeah. quite a lot. So anything really hard coded that shouldn't necessarily be hard coded on the app because I can decompile that and, and then go and leverage that service. Another thing that I've seen quite common is insecure um, use of uh, storing credentials. So typically you would save that in an SQL database or a SQLite database, but iOS apps, they can leverage the keychain. And I've seen, because it's not necessarily in the Android app, you can leverage the keychain in the iOS app, um, 
developers or, or won't necessarily know or they won't necessarily put that in the keychain. So SQLite database, so I can extract that quite easily. So that sounds like a lot of developers may be unaware of the fact that the, the mobile device shouldn't be considered secure or shouldn't be considered that it's going to protect the confidentiality of the data particularly. So mentioning a lot of like hard-coded credentials, but also just insecure storage, it sounds like some developers think of the, the app as a, a safe place when really what you're saying here is it, it's not at all. You can pull that data out. Yeah, exactly. Great. So I, I guess uh, I guess that's that's the the summary and the takeaway for this episode of the podcast, isn't it? It's like mobile application testing on one hand, a, a great deal like web application testing, but on the other, the client side of things shouldn't be trusted, and and people should have security reviews to make sure that they're storing data uh, correctly and they're not leaving um, secrets, be them passwords or API keys, in places that they they wouldn't want them to. Um, and then also that there is uh, possibly some additional things to consider as well. So the hosting environment, if you're hosting it in cloud, that's maybe something to think about as a separate assessment. And then also we talked about um, source code as well and whether the customer wants the source code included within the security test and, and how that changes the perspective of the security test. Well, Joe, thanks very much for, for joining us today and giving us a, a quick overview of mobile application testing. No problem. Thanks. Thank you.